Wheel. Yes, Eric. Because that turning into like a horse growl. Is my like Mister Wheel? <laughs> well, the thing well, is, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need an actual theme song or a jingle or an intro because the intro is just Wheel. Wheel. Yeah. Um, I had shout out to Katie, who was the first person who actually ever spelled wheel. Mm. It's uh, officially W E E E E E E E E L. Oh, That's, there's no H. No, no, no H. H. No. Okay. Mm-mm. Right. I'll allow it officially. I'll allow it. Well, wheel. Yeah. Um, we're back. We're back, and we're doing what we often do, which is we we bank two episodes at once. So we just recorded an episode. And then we had a very long off-mic conversation, very, very long, about some real S. And now we have to pretend like uh, we're not in a weird mood. <laughs> I told the uh, story about the time I think I got roofied in New York. Oh, yeah. That's uh, we, horrifying. We, we touched on a lot of uh, interesting topics, a lot of interesting yeah. subjects. But And now, post-roofie like, confessions, uh, like conversation now confession we're gonna get there's into no some, confessions well, yeah, yeah. You, i got roofied i didn't roofie exactly. any. there's no exactly. confession uh, okay 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 wrong it's, word wrong yeah. word yeah thank you big time wrong word sorry <laughs> uh okay so but we're in a totally weird mood because we just had weird conversations yeah, but also we get we can bounce back we get well, drunk while we're recording so i would like to do some like user analytics and like listen to like how drunk we sound on the second end of the podcast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause like I just edited, uh, like four episodes ago and I got pretty slurry. I was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm feeling pretty good right now, despite all the, uh, roofie and, uh, serious conversation talk. Ooh. But why are we here? Will we're here because we like to play Johns we for each other. John. We're here because this is the, Music to send nudes by John Cast. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we've completely co-opted that word, and it's just yeah. like we're just all in on that. Yeah. All right. Well, I got a uh, a unique genre bending John that I want to John for you, Will. Okay. So if you're down to hear my John, let's John down. Money car. 
try to make some guesses of who it might be and yeah. I'm almost certain I'm going to be wrong but is it featuring Baby Goth? No. Oh, okay. Not, I mean, I'm not even that familiar with Baby Goth <laughs> except for laughing so, at like one of her videos. Exactly. So I'm sure that if this person knows who Baby Goth is, they may be like mortified that I would compare them to that but it's not really comparing, it's just a, 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 a stretch more than anything. But that was really cool, and I'd like to bring back an adjective from early nudes podcasts, if mm, I could. Please. Um, wavy. Am I allowed to bring that back for oh, one podcast? The, the wave, waves don't die. Waves don't die? Is, okay. I believe that's what uh, Kanye told us by through Chris Brown, Chris Brown from Max B. Mm-hmm. So waves don't die. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes, you may. All right. So I dug that. Um, it sounded like... It was just a really nice track, and I'm I'm curious to know what else these artists have come up with. Is it like, do they have, or is it like a duo, or is it like somebody featuring somebody, or? Uh, I'm kind of hesitant to tell you who it is. Like, you know the artist. Oh, I do. You do know the artist. Yeah, I don't, oh, I don't know how I don't know how familiar you are. So this was kind of the whole point of me playing this song. I think I think it's a good song. Yeah. Um, is that rap? Is it rap? Um, yes. Right? Fair, yeah. That is like all modern day rap now, right? Yeah. You would not consider this artist that I'm about to tell you a rapper. And in that, the female, the woman vocals are, uh, that's um, Kim, I can't remember her last name, from Wet. Baby Goth? <laughs> no. I kind of wish. Kim, oh, from Wet? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm familiar with yeah, Wet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Her okay. name might actually not be Kim. I'm just an asshole. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the lead singer from Wet. Okay. So that's yeah, I'm her. familiar with Wet. Wet's had some good stuff. Before. So this is just a one-off collab. Okay. Uh, the other guy's a solo artist. So there's two names <sighs> in his bands. It's kind of prolific. Comes out with a lot of his own content. Pretty pretty wavy. Kind of jumps in the house sometimes, but mostly like experimental, weird, loopy shit. Nah, he's not that weird and experimental. I'm throwing you off. I have no idea. He's cutesy. Um, I have no idea. Toro y moi. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, See yeah. what I'm saying? I knew you were going to know. So, so, yeah, would you consider Toro y moi? I would consider that a rap song. You would consider that a rap song, yes. but would you consider him a rap artist? The overall... Um, breadth. Yeah, the overall breadth of the Toro y moi catalog is definitely not rap. Right. Right. So, I don't think Toro, Mr. y moi... Yeah, made that song with the intention of like oh i'm gonna make a rap song yeah i think he had some like airy loopy kind of beat and was like i want to talk like okay did you get any context of the song the song was called monte carlo okay yeah i i picked up some of the lyrics here and there but not too many so the song was called monte carlo off of his 2019 release called outer peace okay um, single or a, or not a single it's an uh, EP or something I mean does he have singles really you know what I'm saying uh, he's just like a weird indie artist so he just kind of like puts content out there so I don't know that was just the jam that I heard on the album I haven't really checked for any videos yeah um, 
there's not really any point to that song. He's just talking about riding a Monte Carlo that's a 97 that doesn't have push to start because it's old and an Uber fucked up his trip from the airport. Ooh. And that's it. That's yeah. like the whole point of the song. Kind of rappy. Said, that's my thing. Is that like Toro didn't set out and be like, oh, I'm going to make a rap banger. He's just like, ah, I got this weird loopy beat and I got this like kind of bullshit concept so, about so, a Monte Carlo. So that is is a Tori Imwa song. It's yeah, not like a side project. On his album. Well, I mean, I don't know. You know, everything's a side project for him because he's weird. But like, yeah, you're right. He does come out with like different aliases. No, yeah. that's a Toro Imwa album. Huh. Full out, released it under his name. Yeah. The whole album does not sound like that. I picked right. that one specifically yeah. because of how weird, like, I was like, damn, this sounds super rappy, but like, why? Why right. Why does that song sound rappy when I think Toro Imwa had no intention of making a rap song? That's just where rap is today. Right. You know what I'm saying? Good, good, yeah. Um, hmm. I feel like that's just sort of the the default like go to sound of 2019 is just sort of that that kind of like auto tune, trappy production. And I hate I hate continuing to use the word trap, but that's that is what that production style is. That yeah. is what the beat structure is. It, we know it as trap. It's been around for. I, I feel like the trap beat is getting to a point and the fact that Toro Imwa is making no disrespect to him but the fact that he's now making that beat is kind of a sign of the times that like okay this guy is now making like trap beat music BB Rexa is now making trap beat music like Ariana Grande is now making like trap beat music and people have been doing that for like what 15 years like when was when was the first trap song i think maybe it was like Gucci, right? Gucci. It was probably yeah. Gucci. So like probably like around 2004 maybe. Yeah. And even before then, it was pretty derivative of other like kind of dirty South sounding production. So it's not like it was brand new or anything. It just sort of, it sort of took off and into its own lane or whatever. But I feel like, and let me know if you're wrong, because I know you listened to some boom bap ass hip hop oh, yeah. over the years. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on. So got thirsty do, you think, do you think that the trap beat is getting to a point where the boom bap beat was in the two thousands where it was just like, okay, we gotta be done with this now. Um no, because it's it's taken such a different spin where like the boom bap like soul sample mm-hmm. got leaned into so hard. And those nerdy ass rappers just like went so far right with it. Yeah. As opposed to like now, it's just like it's hard. Like the reason the 808 and like the the, the deep bass synth was is like timeless and popular is because that shit knocks. So this is just like a different take on it. Like that uh, wasn't that's like a stretch. Well, I mean, like because the break, break beats knock. Yeah. Break beats knock, the boom bat beat knocks. Yeah. It's still used some but, today. But see, not, not nearly as much. You're programming your own 808. You know what I'm saying? And you're yeah. like adding different textures on it. Where as opposed to like break beats, you're, you're catching samples or you're programming drums off of samples that you that you looped. Right. Um, Because I, I think there's just so much more room. It At this point, I just think the 808 is just like a sound that they use. It's not like drum and bass or jungle yeah. where they're like tied to this specific loop that they have to yeah. make variations off of. So like how many... 
I kind of wonder how much sound or like the sound equipment influences what we like and what we listen to, because obviously there's a lot of like bassy headphones and Bluetooth speakers and things like that out right now. So even if you have portables listening, it's still, you're still going to be able to hear a lot of the bass and a lot of the different things that are out there right now. So maybe because the bass comes through so strong with 808s that we're just riding that wave right now. Well, okay, so know. my other question is like, who who are the rappers that Toro sounded like? Who could have rapped over that beat? Um, probably the one that comes to my mind or jumps into my head the most would be, and I'm not going to remember his name, but he has done songs with Travis Scott. Um, Nav? Nav, yeah. Oh, yeah, Nav sounds right at home there. Yeah. Uh, cats, underground cats like Global Dan, uh, yeah. when he's doing his like fun poppy stuff. Yeah. There's just like a lot of like, oh, like, what's... Bas- I mean, does anyone not have a song like that? But that's not a Migos song. No. That's but not... But it's adjacent. Okay, so Young Thug could definitely rap on that beat. Yeah. Could Baby? Oh, anybody could. I think anybody could rap on that. Okay. Okay. Anybody that's... in these modern times could make themselves at It's kind of like a pick up the phone. Like even someone like Tierra Whack... Yeah, could sound right she's at home. Good. Stara obviously can yeah. sound at home. Post Malone. So that's the thing. Like home. this is is everything rap? <laughs> yeah, basically that's what we've learned. Is I, that 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 sound is now just so universal that like everybody's basically doing it in every genre. Everyone's just trying to get their own like their own version in or whatever. I or think their own interpretation. A, a few episodes back, when I, I put you one game to that. Uh, Korean artist Dean, when we heard listen to that song Instagram, yeah. you asked me, "Is this rap or is he a oh, rapper?" Did I? Yeah, and then, like that's the thing is like it's getting so loose. Yeah, not even with the definition of just like what we consider rap yeah. that like it just needs to go away. The the what needs to go the away? umbrella of rap. Yeah, like it's because it's obviously not rap. And this but, isn't a and, knock to Toro, but that's not a trap song, even though it's rooted in that yeah. 808 synth and like him doing that like yeah. kind of it's spoken not a, word it's flow. It's not a Gucci song. Yeah, that's not what he's trying to do. Yeah. So that umbrella is too much of a catch-all. It needs yeah. to go away. No, I agree. Yeah, we it's kind of lazy. Yeah, how but we've the thing is, I guess the thing is, when people have tried to like like mumble rap that's not really an appropriate term to use for something like this. Um, what are some other like things that get, I mean, like I, I found a very useful term that doesn't really apply now, but cloud rap. Yeah. It's pretty, but it still but uses the still word rap. Too loose. Yeah. It's still too loose. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I agree. I mean, we, it's really up to the listener because like, the, the listener is the one that like actually compartmentalizes music and tries to figure out, tries to parse through it, tries to organize it. And it's really up to us, Eric. Who, who to, I think it, who it really screws. Cause that's where I think this is going is that everybody is just making all these different sounds on one album. Like this is a, a for what I know, a, a fully Tori Ma produced album. Yeah. And he's got like t- like ten songs, and it just touches everything. Okay. Um, yeah. They, the artists and listeners, don't care about genre. Yeah, they do. 
They do because it's a useful tool for them. It is what the listener uses to discover and to uh, compartmentalize and to. I mean, I'm not it's, saying it's not, Spotify. I'm like not saying Sp- it's not helpful. Spotify culture in these days, it's like it's like essential. But okay, it's they, the algorithm. They're not listening to a Toro album or a Post Malone album, being like, "Well, I really like that wavy beat, but I don't like like." They're not. They're like, "I like track two. I don't like the next track." You know what I'm saying? They only listen to the song and give each song a rating, like the way people listen. They're like, yeah. "I like this song. I like this song. I don't like this song." They're not boxing in each individual song because it's too hard on a single album because even this one song might have three or four different influences yeah the people it really screws are the people that have to come up with labels and genres for it and if you think about it that's really just an old obsolete grandfathered in way of defining music from labels yeah like Um, they need to put a label on it so that they could sell it and I think it's yeah. held back a lot of music. Like um, the the album that I I didn't I didn't mind. It wasn't great, but I didn't mind it. Was the Kid Cudi Wizard album? That was a really solid rock album that okay. should have been played. It had like decent like uh, promotion and buzz, and yeah. he was a big enough name that should have been played on top forty rock stations. Mm-hmm. And it fit right at home with all of that sound. Yeah. Because he was a deemed right, a rapper right, before right, that, right, he right, was right, never right. going to get spins on there. Yeah. But it didn't fit on urban stations. I, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think that hurts the music. Well, I think it hurt. I mean, so first of all, if you're somebody that comes up and makes like any whatever genre of music you make, and then you cross over into something else, you have some decisions to make. Should you start a new project? Should you have a new artist name? Um, because Kid Cudi's not his birth name. It's it's like something he came up with. Mm-hmm. Should he come up with a different name to release that music as? Oh, well, I don't. I think it was just called Wizard. I don't think he put his name on it. it so it wasn't a Kid Cudi. Album? I don't think so. Really? Yeah. Let's look that up. And I'm gonna let you babble so I can uh, look this up right quick. I don't know. Okay, Drake is a good example because he's got like. Nigerian Afrobeat on his album. He's got some house on his album. Yeah, he's yeah, got yeah. some, you know, West Indian influence. Like he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. But we just he Drake's a rapper. He makes rap songs. That's it. Like, why do we have to box him in? And why can't that song that's in that genre get played on that station? No, I get, get that. Played, you know. I mean, because it's not radio anymore. Because radio's whack and not diverse enough. But like, if I put in. Um, that Black Coffee Drake song I want on all Afrobeat station I don't want a Drake rap station you know what I'm saying well I mean I think ultimately going back to what I was saying the genre does is a guide for the listener so it's useful for the listener totally but obviously things can get weird with it and And I think that's where we're at today that it's it's so random and sparse and like people are so intertwined and 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 doing everything yeah. and changing from song to right, song right. it's it's so genreless yeah. that continuing to try to box it in is now hurting instead of being a useful tool like we thought it was before yeah well so here's here's a real possibility that we may see we may see someone like post malone because he flirts with ideas of like um like folk music and country yeah. and, and stuff like yeah, that he's a good in, example. in his music so 
he may very well come out with like a Fleet Foxes style, like indie, <laughs> indie folk type album. Absolutely possible. Totally. He's flirted with that idea before. Obviously, he's got like acoustic covers and stuff on YouTube and stuff like that from right. before he blew up. So at the end of the day, should Post Malone get to be a famous folk artist? If he came up as a rapper, like does he have, I mean, why should, like if, should I get to do one thing if I'm famous for another thing? Should I get to have a massive audience for a sound I've never even recorded before? Because there's been folk artists gr like grinding their entire lives to get to that point, but Post Malone just goes gets to go like, oop, lane switch, and like be another thing. And for me, that's a little bit frustrating because it's like, you know, the, the fact that we actually, that an artist can just change lanes when there's so many other artists in that genre, like trying so hard to make it all this time and doing good work. But you know, the famous person who just decides to like, they're in a different mood that day and, and record a different thing, then they get to blow up as like, you know, a, a cross genre sensation or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I say, yes, he does. I say, I completely disagree with you. <laughs> and it's, it's like, okay, if he just jumps lanes and like, he's bigger than Joni Mitchell now, or I don't know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Joni like, Mitchell, yeah. One, it's still gotta be good. And it still right. has to speak to... But it's good, if, it, it's, it's, if it's, it's good, it's because he has been heavily groomed as, sure. as an artist. Well, he's an he, industry he has, plant. He has, so. he's, he's an industry plant. He has really good connections. He can curate the, the folk album of his dreams. Yeah, So but, so he's still got, like, I'm never gonna make a folk album. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not in me. I don't want to do it. It's not my lane. He's got it in him. So yeah. why do we why do we box people in? It, so it's, it's sure he has all the resources, but it's still got to be good. And it's he risks one alienating his core fan base if it if it's not good and if they don't like it. And then yeah. two, he risks if he's trying to appeal to another fan base, he's got to win their uh, acceptance. Yeah. So really the happy place is if we just go genreless and people are just like this is a good song or this is not a good song then both of those fan groups that might not ever cross both yeah. get to come together and be like yeah. oh yeah we both like this song and like i think we've been doing that for the past 30 years anyway and i think uh rap coming into the mainstream was really the big integrator where like you had west coast g-funk yeah, everybody loves West Coast G funk, and it is the most integrating sound ever. Because white people love it, black people love it, and it's just like, yeah. Even though those are the only two races, obviously. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think if you just, I don't know, if democratize is the right word, but just like do away with all the labels because that's only hindering people's acceptance of what they think it could be a good song and not a good song. But I like labels. No, they're super I, helpful. I like. I, I mean, totally understand. I mean, it. I. I use discogs.com. I know, I know. And, and, I, and I peruse a lot of like genres that I've maybe have not heard of. So it, it is an imperfect yeah. categorizing tool. Yeah, I wish it could be more useful. I think we're useful. stuck with it. I don't think we're going to get rid of genres. Well, yeah. But at the same time, I think that like in this current age, like people like to hear a playlist that is a that is one sound. And I think I I mean obviously I don't know the way algorithms are constructed, but I think algorithms take into account sound. Mm -hmm. So that's I think they're getting better at like, oh well this song fits on this playlist yeah. even though this artist this typically tempo, doesn't. Oh yeah. 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 I so, I wonder about that kind so of thing. So I think it's gonna come down to algorithms and what they dictate is a certain 
genre yeah. as opposed to people being able to put like a label on it. Yeah. So we just let the machines take over and everything um, will be you know, fine. In thing. this sense, I'm okay with that. Yeah. All right. Interesting. All right. Well, Eric, I've got a Jean for you. Follow my friend. that one, Will. Oh, happily.
Hey, Eric. What <laughs> the hell? I can't even like. Let me let me ask you this. So I've played you a uh-huh. fair my fair share of garbage of experimental noodling electronic music. So in terms of accessibility of said experimental noodling electronic music, where does this rank? Is it more accessible? Is it like the least accessible thing what, I've ever played? What do you played? mean accessible? Accessible meaning like could a a general listener listen to this and you know, n- not think it was totally like unapproachable avant-garde, uh, like okay. gibberish. Um, this is like somewhere in the middle because some of the stuff you play. Okay, I feel like the more airy um, ambient music that has like no drums and no song structure structure whatsoever that could like be stowed away in the corner of like, oh, this is background music. Right. But then there's some stuff that's just like water noises dripping. That's like way too avant-garde and just like that doesn't count (laughs) okay so this is like somewhere in the middle we're like i understand that this is a song okay i get that yes but it has no cohesion or sound like idea whatsoever it's just noisy it's just like super noisy and there's like there's like 80s synth drums and there's like vocal choir and it, it's like it's like a not a power ballad but like i don't know it teeters on like michael jackson arena like music or arena rock but it's not it's just like it's got all what? these sounds yeah so that are like epic. so basically we've got like little sort of trapisms or whatever with the beats it slows down at some point you hear the rattling hi-hats you hear the 808s and then there's like orchestra hits yeah which i totally dig and i was wondering how forgiving you would be considering that there's orchestra hits no none no the orchestra none hits of do that. nothing like, for you in the very beginning when like the vocal i don't know if it's a sample of their actual people singing or whatever when in the beginning when that came in i was like okay this has some promise i have no idea where this is going it has promise and then the drums came in, and I was like, ah, okay, I'm going to see where this goes. And then it just, like, built up but then didn't go anywhere. I was like, oh, this is it. That, that's, that's it. It's like, it's like a person with one name. It's like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man, I, well, I'm a little bummed out because I was hoping that in the, in the scheme of like that you would at least be vaguely complimentary of this considering that it does have some things that like you're known to like. Yeah, but it was just too busy and it had too many other elements of uh, not other things that I don't like, but it just had too many other contrasting elements for like none of this goes together. Yeah. It didn't fit a genre. Why does it need to, Eric? <laughs> Why does it need to fit a I genre? I was just like where like you know, it, it was like me, it's it's really honestly it's like somebody took like a drum machine and a sample pad and they just threw darts at yeah. like, or they just spun a wheel and like whatever random like drum uh, noise and whatever random sample they had, they were like, okay, you have to make a song out of this now. That's, that's exactly what it sounded like. That's the vibe yes. you got. Okay. So I feel like I'm trying to think of like a really good platform for discussion of like experimental music where that's like actually somewhat well known like okay 
let's say like Red Bull Music Academy. I don't know if are you familiar at all with Red Bull Music Academy. Sure. So it, I'm not sure how Red Bull became like got into this space, but they did somehow. And so now Red Bull Music Academy is like this whole um, organization, I guess, that hosts these sort of like discussions, these discussions panels, and like, yeah. and like, I would really like to, for you to be an interviewer for Red Bull Music Academy. So you could just be like, okay, one Otrix point never, why you got to make shit like this? <laughs> like, like let's, let's talk about how the music you make is weird and like, well, no one likes it. Would, okay. Would that make me the Charlemagne of the Red Bull Music Academy <laughs> or... I, or no, would I be no, the Ebro? That would uh, neither. 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 Well, no, come no, on. No, neither. Because does it say that I'm watching? Because that and would not be like that would be like Charlemagne or or Ebro going and like being a, a VJ on CMT or something like that. <laughs> so. <I> just, <laughs> so anyway, let me tell you who that was because sure. before you before you just uh, about to Kanye the mic off of you. Yeah. That was Holly Herndon, and that was the track Eternal from her new upcoming album, which the name escapes me. Um, but Holly Herndon definitely makes like pretty high conceptual experimental music. And when I say conceptual, I mean that she works with a lot of visuals and she's very into like, or she seems to be very into like packaging and stuff. Her LP that I own for her m previous album. Um, which again, the name escapes me, but I think it was like a 2000 or 2017, 2016 album. And the artwork on that album is like amazing. Like it's just as an, as a specimen, as a physical specimen with like all the layering and, and all that kind of stuff, it's, it's really amazing. And so it, she's definitely a multimedia. I feel like she's a multimedia centric artist. Um, and of course I didn't show you a video or anything, so I'm not sure why you would care about that. Uh, but I personally really like her, Holly Herndon for some of those reasons because of the sort of visual aspects of her music. And I think she makes really, so she makes some like out there experimental music, like basically on her new album, there's two songs available. Like there's this one song and then there's another song with Jalen. Do you know who Jalen is? Nope. Um, Jalen does, uh, oh, crap, um, footwork. She's like footwork. You know what footwork is, right? She, uh, it's like like Chicago footwork. It, yeah, Chicago. Oh, footwork. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she makes footwork music, but she is on uh, Planet Mew, which is like an experimental label. So she's she does like really weird footwork music. There's a lot of really weird footwork music, but um, so Holly Herndon has done collabs with her before, and the song on this album is just like kind of a noise song, I would say. So I didn't play that for you. Well, I, this but was kind of a noise song to me. No, no, that one is like way. That off one's the grid. like way more like obtuse. This one actually has more structure, like pop structure and stuff yeah. like that. Um, like I said, I knew that was a song, right? That's why I played it because I was hoping, <laughs> I was hoping that you would be like, yeah. I mean, I kind of like that. It's a little bit like a song. At you least. thought? I thought, yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway. I personally give shout outs to Holly Herndon. I know Eric does not, but Ooh. anyway, I guess we should leave it there. Well, okay, here's uh, here's what I'll say. I just have no context for it, and it doesn't help that I don't have any of the visuals, but we've done this before where you showed me, um, God, who's the weird Danny Trejo video? 
oh, people. Oh, Cool 3D World? Yeah, you showed me Cool 3D World. So you played me the song first, and then oh, you showed yeah. me the Danny yeah, yeah. Trejo yeah, we video. Did that on the podcast. And I was like, oh, I like the music with the video so much more. Right. Um, yeah. But like, you kind of forget to that it needs that context. You know it what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I mean, nothing is without context, Eric. Sure. So everybody, when we listen to music, usually there's something else informing our enjoyment yeah. of that music. So I, I'm not weird in that way or different. I don't no. Think. I mean, but, that, that's why we have music videos nowadays. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Still. Yeah. And Holly Herndon has a music video for this song, actually. I mean, uh, so I'm saying maybe I would enjoy this song a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but also... Let's play the music. No, I'm just no yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> but that was not, that was, a, you got to at least give it to me that that was not as trolly as like it has been before. Uh, okay, man, nothing is ever going to top you playing Smash Bros. thing, dog. <laughs> that's, that's an well, all timer. What I'm talking about is not that brand of trolling. I'm talking about the brand of trolling where I'm playing like experimental music that I, that I know you won't actually like. Yeah. I'm just trying to pry that was a something song. out of, out of it to, to make you think like, well, actually I did like this element. That was pretty good. <laughs> but like, like the, or- like the orchestra hits come on. No, man. No, no okay. man. When you just pair them, orchestra hits are, can be cool. But not when you pair them with everything else they did. You can't just like, you can't just put on some like schlubby ass outfit and be like, "Hey, check out these socks." Like that's not nah. Like uh uh-uh, uh, that's not that's gonna work. Of, that's kind of a thing now, though. I know, but like fuck them people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I don't know. I don't know what else we can say about um, Holly Herndon Eternal, but respect is what we can say. Okay, you respect, of course. Oh, well, so yeah. that's so that's okay. I'm just I just want to get somewhere. I don't dislike the person. I admire. No, no, no. Anybody. It's, not, it's not about dis. Yeah, it's not about that. Yeah, it's just about you actually respect the work or mm. no. Oh, dude, like somebody like took the time to make something to make something and so incredibly catered to your dislikes. And, uh, yeah, I don't even care. Like they just <laughs> took the time to make anything, and then not only did they make it, but then they put it out there and like. After they put it out there, some people are going to enjoy it, like you, and then most yeah. people are going to say, like, oh, this isn't actually really decent music. I'm not going to enjoy this. But it doesn't matter, because what does matter is that they took the time to, like, be creative and create something, and then had the balls, the gall, to put it out. Totally respect that. Especially if it's weird. I respect that, like, tenfold. But I still don't like it. All right, that's good enough for me. Well. That's good enough for me. I think we did it. I think we did it. We said everything that could be said. Yes, we did. All right, Newtsters, search us on Spotify. We want we want y'all to make us the number one podcast that comes up every time you search Holly Herndon on Spotify. Yes. That's our goal. <laughs> that it would how how happy would that make you? Oh my God. To be attached to <laughs> oh five star us. Save us to your playlist. Do what you gotta do. We've done I, this spiel so before. So, I, I also want to give a shout out to Holly Herndon because she is a, gin, a ginger like me. And she, at least from what I remember, maybe she kind of doesn't have like visual, like um, seeable eyebrows, kind of like me. So, mm. like, that's, that's the same thing I got going on. So, maybe it's like a little bit of bias at play. I don't know. Y'all have been blessed. <laughs> you have been absolutely blessed. 
<laughs> and we we honor the blessed by going out on this podcast. We'll see y'all next week, Noosters. Peace.